If you decided to listen to this week's message of Daxadeo Fichard Park, we know that Jesus has placed something on your heart. So let's dive in. So uh, it's good to see everyone. How are you guys doing? Feeling good, feeling positive. And so tonight I want to say it's a very special night because it is a night where our student ministry is booming. Can you see it? Can you see it all around you? Because we're not just together with a bunch of different hostels, but we're also together as one church and, uh, and kind of like student family as central as joined tonight. Can I hear a little whoop whoop from our central people? They're the loud and the weird ones. Just saying, if you want to know who they are, they're the loud and weird ones. And so this is a great celebration. I just want to say a little side note from my side to all the guys. Can I get a hoo from the guys? Okay, can I get a hoo from all the guys? All right, if you do not sign up for Discovery, then it's me and you, buddy. I'll sort you out, okay? Okay, but uh, sign up for Discovery. If you don't want to sign up for Discovery, then you can sign up for Radiance at imalittlegirl.com, okay? But I'm just saying, just saying to the men, if you're not going to Discovery, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your manlyhood, all right? But this is a challenge. I just know how to get men involved. You challenge them, and then they're like, oh, you're actually a base. I'll show you, I'll show you. So uh, tonight is a very special night because of all of this. And just want to say on the 3rd of March, there's something really cool coming. I'm going to just mention it here. But we're going to have a braai evening at church. How does that sound? A lacquer come braai with me. So we want to make sure that you guys have, we have fires for you guys and everything. If you don't like braaiing, don't put up your hand because you'll be excommunicated from the church. No, probably not, probably not. But if you don't like braying, that's okay. You can bring a picnic basket. You can cater with us, lacquer. We're gonna be catering after church on the 3rd of March. So make sure you put down some details for that as we are gonna make sure there's enough fires for everyone. So let's get into the sermon. Who's ready for a good sermon? <laughs> then I don't know why they asked me to preach. But anyway, <laughs> today we are starting a brand new series called Hope. Look at the person next to you and say, I hope it's gonna be a good one. Now, hope is this picture that we have as a church. In the past few, few years, we've actually been going through this, this theme, this journey called Exhibit His Glory. And what does that mean? That just means this, is that us as Christ followers, as ones that love Jesus, we've been called to actually exhibit God's glory to the world around us to everyone around us. And that is the thing that God invites us to. And in the past four years, and it's a four-year theme that we're going through, we've been discovering faith. Remember two years ago, we just spoke about faith. Anyone have a little bit of faith in the room? Because you got to have faith, right? And then last year we spoke about love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And this year we're speaking about hope. I don't know if there's any hope songs, but anyway. Hope, Joanna, give me hope, Joanna. But this year we're speaking about hope and, and the question is, what is hope? What does that look like? You see, us as a church, we believe this, is that we have been made to bring God's glory to the world around us. God has already put everything inside of you you need to live this life and He reveals it to you. Habakkuk 2.14, this is our church, has been built on the Scripture. It says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Have you ever wondered why we have a little wave as a logo? It's not because we like surfing, we're in Bloemfontein. But it's because we trust and we know that God's glory will cover this earth. And He does it through us. He's, we partner with Him in, in changing the world and that's the picture He has. And, and we do it through love, faith and hope. Now, if I was to ask you a Christian, right? If I asked the, the average Christian, just explain a little bit of faith to me. They'll, they'll like explain it. They'll be like, you know, faith. You have to have faith in Jesus, amen? 
Or if I say, explain love, then you're like, yeah, five love languages. You know, like love, you're my girlfriend, you know. Like love, your God's love. He's like, he's like a father that loves me. But if I was to ask you, explain hope. It's kind of like, okay. Uh, it's like when you wish for stuff. Like, what is hope? What is hope? What is this picture of hope? You see, hope, sometimes we, we read about it and in, in society, we use it as a vague optimism. A vague optimism, what does that mean? Very simply, I hope the Springboks will win the World Cup again. You don't have to hope it'll happen. It's a boca, come on. I hope the Bafana, Bafana won will. That's something we can hope for. There's a little bit of hope. You see, it's, it's, it's almost like cross your fingers, wishful thinking. We think that's hope. We, we think, I hope load shedding will just go to level one. Huh? Yes, I hope she sits next to me this Sunday. I hope that I catch all the robots green to church or else I'm going to be late. I hope that Brent will be my best friend. Well, there's some things you can hope for and some things that are just difficult to get. I'm just saying, just saying, just saying. But what is this hope? It's a word that has maybe been watered down in society. So Paul writes, he writes to this church of Ephesus, a very beautiful, vibrant church. I'm going through a few challenges and a very multicultural church, kind of like our church right here, right? And he writes to this church, this church of Ephesus. And as he's writing to it, he explains this picture. He commends them for what they've been doing, but he prays for something to be revealed to them. Ephesians 1.15, it says this, This is why, since I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, just pause there. He's explaining that thing, the, the two things you kind of went through in the past two years, saying, I've seen your faith and man, it's good. And I've seen your love for one another, caring for one another, st stepping into life with one another. It's good. And then he says, I, I thank God every single time I pray for this, that I remember these things. I remember you in my prayers. And then he says, I pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, will give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Wisdom and revelation in this knowledge of Him. Why? So that your eyes of your hearts will be enlightened. Guys, if you want to write a nice poem to a girl, there's good stuff in the Bible. I want your eyes of your heart to be enlightened by the love I have for you. You know, you can feel it, né? You can feel it. And it's like this picture that He says, I want you to see this thing, not just in your mind, but in here. You must feel it. It's right here. That it's what? That this is the hope of your calling. This is the hope that you wouldn't just understand God's love and, and having faith in Him, but that hope will be so deeply birthed in who you are that it is literally an outpressing, a, a, a way that you live your life. You see, as a church, I always say, I love to say this, but what if we were categorized or uh, characterized by hope? That when people look at us as a family, as a church family, if people look at us and say, yes, those guys are always just so filled with hope with faith and with love. There's something good around it. Napoleon Bonaparte, not a theologian, but had this really cool thing he said. He said, a leader is a dealer in hope. Look at the person next to you and say, I didn't know you were a dealer. Please don't give him something underneath the chair. But a leader is a dealer in hope. And I wanna rephrase that. I wanna say a follower of Christ is a dealer of hope. We have the privilege and the understanding and the knowledge that when we go into a discussion with people like this country, the potholes, this and this, we can go into that space and say, I hear you, I see the facts, but I have hope in someone stronger than that.
I have hope in someone that's bigger than a situation. A theologian, one of my favorite theologians, Drikus Duplessis, still knocks, said this, Hello, Vieti, what ons Vieti? They don't know what we know. And this is the thing is that when we follow Christ, when God's love's inside of us, when we have hope that is birthed within us, when we walk into the world, when you walk into your classroom, when you walk into your family, your friend group, everything, all of that, there's a hope inside of you. And we're called to make them know what we know, to show them what we know, to show this hope that is in us, this hope that exhibits the glory of God. So, where do I find this hope? Have you ever asked yourself that? Brent, I hear you, this sounds good, what do I do? How do I jump in the bandwagon? Where do I find this hope? Well, it's found in looking towards someone. You see, did you know that whatever you behold, you become, right? Whatever you behold, whatever you look to, whatever you look to in circumstances, in pain, in anything, you become. And I love this word beholding. I like to say to my wife, I behold you, but I want to be holding you. It's a free one you can use a little bit later, guys. But it's it's this beholding. What does that mean? Is that I need to be who I need to be, and I just need to hold on to you and embrace you. And, And God says, behold me. Be who you are. Be where you are right now. Don't try and change yourself. And just hold on to me, embrace me, gaze upon me is a good word, ponder upon me, look at me, attend to, observe, step in. What does that mean? To, to actually behold someone is not looking from a distance, like you're looking at me right now. No, it's getting close to them, being with them. And God says, hey, if you want hope to be birthed into your life, behold me, look towards me. Genesis 1:31. when God creates His world, He says, look, He says, look, I at everything that he had made. As he looked at it, he said, what? Behold, it is very good. God invites us to behold his creation. Why? Because in the beholding, our hearts are transformed. And it's interesting that that that's how God kind of like starts the Bible and he shows this picture and he ends the Bible in Revelation 21, where he shows this picture and he says, he who is seated on the throne said this, says, behold, I am making all things new. What is he inviting? Is he saying work for your salvation because I'm making it new? No, he's saying, behold, look at me. Look at who I am. Because when you look into my eyes, when you see who I am as Jesus, you wanna change everything that you are. You are what you continuously behold. That is who we are. And here's the beautiful thing. It's not something we like conjure up inside of us. Hope is not something we, we, I think we generate inside of us. Like I need to be more hopeful. Ah. No. Hope is when the Holy Spirit plants His truth in us. When we see things around us that, that don't look the same because of, of hope, of seeing it through Jesus' eyes. Revelation 15 Verse four, Paul's writing. And Paul's writing this part and he's speaking to the church and he's saying, for it was written in former days, written for our instruction, speaking about the scriptures, all these things were written for our instruction. He says that through endurance, everyone say endurance. And secondly, through encouragement of the scriptures. You don't have to say that, it's a long thing to say. (laughs) That we might have hope. Hope. Saying this, he's saying, hey, focus yourself 
on God. Speak to God. Ask God. If you're unsure, ask Him. Engage with Him. There's the Word of God and the people of God and the Spirit of God. Lean into them. Lean into them and ask the questions. Lean into God. Engage with God. You see, in the past few weeks, me and my wife went through a bit of a tragedy in our lives. And I want to share this here. It wasn't a very easy time. But we're sitting in the hospital, getting outside because hospitals are the worst. And we're sitting outside on a bench and it's like literally a lot of stuff ended in our lives. And as we're sitting in the hospital, on this bench outside, we're looking at a bunch of like, we're actually asking the Holy Spirit, just, just help us. Like, we don't know what to do. We don't have an answer. We don't, we, don't, we don't know. And in this moment, a bunch of like mossies, little birds, just land on the grass in front of us. And God reminds me, He says, I will care off to the sparrow. How much more? How much more do I love you? How much more will I look after you? And in that moment, it's like the Holy Spirit reveals to us, God, we don't know why these things are happening, but we know this, you're here. And that's enough. And that's hope. That hope isn't in a situation, it is found in a person. It is found in a person. And then hope is not just in a moment alone with God, but hope is actually built with a family. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, we all with unveiled face, we all, say everyone say we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. We've been changed from one image, from one degree of glory to another. And then he says that this is done through the Lord who is the Spirit. What is he saying? He's saying this, is like, hey, in your own journey with God, you will find hope when you look upon Him. But also when we worship together, did you guys feel a little bit of hope in the room? That's beautiful, that's contagious, that's a beautiful thing. It is beautiful for us to celebrate together. Guys, if you wanna sleep late as a student or you wanna have to after, afternoon nap to miss, miss church, I wanna tell you today, Anya, you need this, we need this. As a family, we need to encourage one another. In this church, we will celebrate together, amen? We will pray together, amen? We will trust God together, yes? We will cry together. Amen. Bad boys for life. No, but it's like, that's literally what it is. And students, I want to tell you, if you're a first year here today, any first years? If you're a first year, if you're looking, yeah, give them a hand. That's good, that's good. If you're looking from a home away from home, I just have two words. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Find your spiritual family here. You're more than Welcome. You're more than welcome to do that. And I wanna invite everyone else, just a little side note, there's a reading plan for the series. We're kicking off with it tomorrow. It's a 20 day reading plan. Go find it on Version. you can go check it out. I don't need to explain how Version works, just type in Doxiday or Hope, you'll find it. Join your friends, join someone, do it alone, whatever you need to do, but step into the Word of God because He speaks. So, kind of getting to the end of things. I wanna say this is that when we think about this picture of beholding Jesus, he, he puts hope into our hearts. But what He does then is that realigns the way we look at Him. John writes in John 1, 29, and he, he explains this thing. He says, he saw Jesus coming towards Him. And He said, behold, get it? Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And we see in this moment, John get up and he, he changes his entire life towards Jesus and he walks this road with Jesus. And, and this is a beautiful thing called repentance. Repent. Repent isn't some angry guy shouting at you because you're wrong. 
Repentance is the word metanoia, which means this, to take your life, that you were going one way because it's what I want in life, what I'm doing. If, if I'm trying to find my life in like money, in girls, in a bunch of different things, and I pick it up and I turn it around and I follow Jesus and it aligns my life to a new kind of life, to a brand new life. My wife laughed at the way I walked. So encouraging. <laughs> so I wanna tell you one or two stories and we're gonna end off. First one, if you're here today as a student, can I encourage you that you will find hope in one place and that's in Jesus. I'll, I'll share the story a thousand more times because it's my story. But I remember as a student getting off the bus from a pled rage, getting onto another bus to go to a church camp that I didn't wanna go to because I told my brother, I will know your care come to honey. And I got on this bus and I was with a bunch of Christians and I was like, these people are weird. Christians are weird, amen? Yes. And I got off this, like off this, I almost said a boat, but it feels like it. Got off this bus and there were a bunch of like Christian people and they were all like happy. What's wrong with you? And I remember there's like a bunch of weird people and they're all happy. And I'm like, why are they happy? And I spent three, four days with them and they're like, they're just continuously happy. I have to smoke or drink something to be happy. That's where I was in life. And then one night, God reveals Himself to me. We're in worship and, and someone said, if you wanna give your life to Christ, do it. And I was like, yeah, sure. And it didn't really mean much. And in worship, I, I started worshiping and, and God speaks to me. I beheld Him. He looks at me and He says, Brent, I love you. And I started negotiating with God. Have you ever negotiated? I said, God, you don't love me. All the things I've done, the person I am, there's no way you could love me. I'm already out of the door. And he says, Brent, I know everything. As a matter of fact, I know everything that you don't even tell people. And I love you. And in a moment, it broke who I am. Why? Because I beheld the God that loves, the God that is truth. And that's where hope for my future got birthed in that space. That's where I started dreaming about a bunch of different things and even ministry because of this encounter with God. And I'm saying tonight, I'm trusting that you will encounter God. You see, hope is birthed when we look upon Jesus, but hope is also birthed out of a hopeless situation, right? In our lives, we have many hopeless situations. I don't know what yours is. Is it family? Is it, is it your workspace? Is it what you're studying this year? Is it your home? Is it your, your, your relationship? What is it? You see, there's many situations in the Bible, and let me tell you a little bit about some hopeless situations. Are you guys ready for it? Do you know that Adam and Eve sinned? Joseph betrayed his brothers and was put in a prison. Moses co was, was cornered against the Red Sea with a bloodthirsty, angry army breathing down his neck. Gideon was 300 versus 300,000. David stood across the valley, the, the valley of a bloodthirsty giant. We see this picture of, of Esther that was trying to get a word with a prideful king. We see Daniel's roommate being a lion, imagine that. And not just that, but his friends are thrown in an oven. That's a tough week. Jonah sucked at his job and got stuck in a whale. <laughs> Peter was a coward 
Paul was imprisoned. The 5,000 had no food. Lazarus was dead. Timothy was too young. Abraham was too old. The youngest son was too stupid. And the walls of Jericho was too big. And Jesus Christ was humiliated, whipped, hang on a cross and put in a tomb, bearing all hope that was hoped for generations. Everyone was ready to close the chapter in the story. And then I'm reminded of Ephesians 2 as we read it a little bit later. And it says this, at that time, this hopeless situation, you were without Christ. And then it goes on to say that you were without hope, without God. And then he says a beautiful word in the Bible. When you see Paul write these words, you know it's going to be good. When he says, but, but, but now in Jesus Christ, we are far away, we were, we were far away. We've been brought near by the blood of Christ. You see, never ever in your story, when we think about hope, hope says that there's not a full stop in your story. It just says it's a comma. Because what happened? Joseph became second in command. The Red Sea parted. Gideon won the war without lifting a weapon. Goliath's head was on a plate. Esther spoke and this king listened. Daniel tamed the lion. The oven felt like room temperature. The city of Nineveh repented. Peter became the rock. Paul rejoiced. Twelve basketfuls were left over. Lazarus was just kidding. (laughs) Timothy built a church. Abraham built a family. The youngest son came home to a party. The walls of Jericho came tumbling down and Jesus Christ pulled off the resurrection. Defeating sin and death for all eternity, setting you free so that today you can have life and life in abundance. Hope is found in a person. And my question is, where does your hope lie? Does it lie upon gazing in the eyes of Jesus? Because he's still waiting. He's asking, are you in? I'm gonna ask the band to join me. And I want us to respond in this moment because here's the thing, hope is found in a person. It is found not in your situation. Even though your situation is dark, I understand that more than ever. And tonight I wanna tell you, there's nothing that God cannot do. God can step in, but that's where we find hope. We find it in the person of Jesus. I think the beautiful story I can tell you, just ending off, is the story of a boxer. And it's like, we feel like this is life. You know, we're in the ring with the devil. You guys ever feel that? We're in the ring with Lucifer, bad boy McGee. Like, you know, he like comes in, he's got his like blanket over his shoulder and we're in the ring with the devil with life and we're trying to like, like trying to like, you know, knock him out and the crowd's cheering. Yes, come on, Brent, 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 Brent. And you land a few good punches. You're like, in Jesus' name, amen, illegal. And we're trying to fight these things with God. And then the devil comes in your life and he gives you a knockout punch. And you're lying on the tarmac. Gone. And you hear the ref counting. You see God in the crowd. God's looking at you, but he's got a smile on his face. And you're like, I'm I'm down, God. And you see the ref counting, one, two, three. And the devil's like, oh yes, I've got you, I've got you. And you're lying there and you just hear four, five, six. 
And the devil's on the top rope like, come on! And then he has seven, eight, nine. And you're looking at God on the floor and God's just smiling and you're like, why are you smiling? And the ref starts counting. 10, and the devil's like, yes! And the ref's 11, 12, 13. And the devil's like, what? And God smiles and, and you're like, what's happening? And they keep going, 14, 15, 16. And you turn around and you see the ref is Jesus Himself. And He's telling you, He's telling you, even though you've been knocked down, don't worry, I'm counting. And I'll keep counting till you get up. I'll be here for you whenever you need me. I'll be here for you and we're gonna knock the devil out big time. That is the picture that God invites. That is what hope looks like. Knowing that the grace of God is enough and I can lean into Him. Don't you wanna stand with me? Here's the one thing about beholding and I'm gonna challenge you tonight. You cannot behold for someone else. I cannot behold for you, sorry. But beholding is when you look upon God and say, my circumstance, where I am, here I am. Yes, who I am, be, here is me. Now I need to be holding you. I need to be embracing you, God. So as we're gonna sing the song, I wanna invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak to you personally as you behold the King. If you want to, don't you wanna open up your hands, just a posture of saying, God, come and speak. Holy Spirit, as we, as we are gathered as a family of believers, as your family, Lord, we say, come and birth hope in us. Whatever our hopeless situation, you know what the outcome is. Holy Spirit, reveal God the Father to us. Let us gaze upon Him, look upon Him, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. Amen. What a message. If you feel that someone would benefit from this, share it with them. We are all about family on mission.